a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, flyracing.com, please check them out. Weston Pike's Fly Racing gear is available to win at uh, JGR on their Instagram. So go check out JGR on Instagram, and uh, you can try to win Weston Pike's fly gear. Blake Baggett, also a fly athlete, and uh, Andrew Short and Trey Kennard over the years, of course. Flyracing.com, uh, 2018 stuff out now. They got the... Um, the BOA system on two lines of gear now, everybody. That BOA system on the back. It's really neat and cool. So please check it out. Also, Alpine Stars. You know the Tech 7s, Tech 8s, Tech 10s. You know all that. Uh, but they also got a whole line of protection products that are just as good quality as all of their boots that I think most of us have worn over the years. BNS Tech Carbon uh, Neck Support System, the A1 Roost Guard, and the Fluid Tech Carbon Knee Brace, all from the Alpine Stars. A-Stars Protection Line. Uh, please check it out. A lot of pros use these products uh, underneath their gear uh, just because it's so great. And uh, we've got a whole line of protection products. Please check them out at Alpine Stars. All right. Like I said, I'm Steve Mathis. With me on the line to uh, to do a podcast about uh, about music, really, is uh, Monster Energy Pro Circuit's Adam Cincerillo. What's up, AC? Hell yeah, baby. We are doing this thing. We are not going to talk lap times and testing and all of that. Nope. None of that. No. No, I don't even know. I don't even know what you're talking about. Right. Uh, I, I was I, trying I to like think of... This. Yeah, I think it's a neat idea. I was trying to give it like a uh, a name, like sound check or um, or you know tunes like, or I don't know. But we can come up with a name. I saw somebody on Twitter with some with some recommendations. Oh, okay. But, All right. Yeah, we can we, uh, can. we can. We can. You know, Nick Way would be a good one to bounce that off of. Well, let me ask so you like... though. Um, who else could I do this type of show with? Um, because uh, I can't think of any other motocrossers that care about music enough like you and I do. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like they're out there, though. <laughs> okay. Um, but maybe you got, I mean, you're going to have to familiarize yourself with, like, Lil Uzi Vert and maybe, like, 2 Chains. Okay. Stuff yeah, like I, that. I mean, I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know if you've been watching the Instagram edits lately, but most of our stuff doesn't make the cut. No, I, I, I think that could be the problem is the host is just too out of date. For modern music, yeah. I um, think I'm out of date too, honestly. Um, so the rules were this: uh, ten favorite songs or ten songs that mean the most to you. You cannot repeat the artist. And uh, it took you about ten, fifteen minutes to text me back a list. And I'm very proud of myself, AC. I had four of your songs in my library already. So really, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, there there was some. There's some that 
um, that I think of that I'll hear that I that I haven't you know that just gets pushed back in the library so yep. much and you don't listen to it so yeah I mean the the list is subject you know it's a little bit of flexible course. but yep. I mean it's uh, you know it's definitely some of my favorite jams all the time on there for yeah sure. and, and we'll t- we'll listen to them we'll talk about why they are we'll talk about the feelings that you get when you hear these things you know songs always put yeah. us back in a time and a place in our lives and oh and, you know totally so, um yeah that's what it's all about I think it'll be great and so yeah we'll we'll try to maybe do some of these down the road if people if you like these hit me up on twitter hit hit adam up and uh we'll yeah. do some more of these with other guys and uh i'll try to familiarize 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 myself with two chains and, and nwa and ice t and ice cube <laughs> and all of that so nwa <laughs> dear god man <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get uh, without further ado. Let's get right into your first song. These you didn't want them in any order, right? The, the order you text me them, I just put them all together. I didn't I, think I didn't. I didn't. The first one off the top of my head, which is probably my favorite song, is my I would say my favorite song of all time. Okay, just judging off, the, we'll get we'll get into that. Okay, all right. Just judging off the fact that you know, like I can, I've been listening to it like yeah. daily for okay. Let's 10 uh, years. let's get let's get uh, let's get rolling right now. Here's your first song. Here's your first tune, as the kids say. That's Blink 182. Uh, stay oh, together yeah. for the kids. Um, yeah, we know you love Blink. So, but yeah, I'm, every- but but judging by what you said at the start, maybe it wasn't that hard to pick one Blink song. No, it, it really wasn't. Like this is more of like that that like rush. I almost get like a rush of like. I, it sounds weird, but like just crazy for, and I was kind of like a negative song, but I just get this like crazy rush of positive energy. Like as soon as that beat hits, okay, like that, yeah. like the the instrumental hits. Like I, I'm not sure what it is. I think like honestly, when I really got into the song, and this is gonna sound again, this is just all personal stuff. Yeah. But I, I listened to it a lot. I had a really bad year at Loretta's one year, and it was like I was depressed about it. And this song was able to, like, somehow cheer me up and, like, allow me to kind of express my anger in the same, in the same, like... Yeah, yeah. ...sense, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't that hard. That was the first song that came to my head when you asked me, you know? Because you, you never really think of, yeah. you know, what your favorite song of all time is or, or anything like that. But, yeah, it's the, my first... Uh, yeah, first song. Yeah, it's song definitely. I of. It's one of my favorites from Blink, no doubt. I love it. It's great. Um, it was their second yeah. disc, right? It was the first yep. single of uh, their second disc, I think. 
No, okay, so there was, there was, uh, you know, they had a Buddha, which was their, their okay. demo tape. Okay, never mind. Yeah, that. never mind that. They're, they're and, and, uh, dude ranch. Then there was uh, Cheer, Cheersire Cat, or so, however you say it. Cheshire. And then Dude yeah. Ranch. Yeah. And then, um, okay. And then we had Enema of the State, and then Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, and it was on Take Off Your Pants oh, and Jacket, so- which was released in, it was released in 2001. So it's and, their, yeah okay all right so it's the third song, disc yeah the song the song Tom DeLong I didn't even have to research this I've no I just don't know right. why I know this but um, DeLong Tom DeLong the the guy the guy who wrote the song yep he wrote about it he wrote about it after his parents told him that they were getting a divorce he actually at sixteen and like. He basically went off, like drove off in his car and wrote that song. So it was just also oh, it was it's that old. A, this, the 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 genesis yeah, of the song was that old. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean at least that's 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 I saw that somewhere. I mean, don't maybe maybe it's wrong, but I'm ninety five percent sure it's correct. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. I, it sounds good, right? No, I'm yeah, I'm pretty. Uh, um, that's uh, th- yeah. Well, again, I thought it would be harder for you to to pick one Blink song, but uh, but yeah, sounds like not. They've got so many great. Uh, songs. Now we've talked about this on Twitter, and we've had private conversations about it. But of course, uh, Tom has gone his own way, and he's a little yeah. bit—he's a little bit out there. Um, Definitely. So, how do you feel about Blink touring now uh, with Mark, Travis, and the new guy? I like it because for me, it's like if they were no longer a thing, like at all, it would almost be kind of sad for me. You know, I would feel like that kind of at that point in my life is kind of over. So mm-hmm. it's kind of. It's just, they're doing the same thing for me they're doing for themselves. You know, they're just yeah. kind of keeping the dream alive, and um, I like that. I mean, it's never like I always watch old YouTube videos of, of Bling concerts, and one of my favorites is, like, uh, Spring Break in Daytona in, like, 2000. And you just – it's never going to – obviously, it's never going to be like that. They were, like, 25, and they're, like, yeah. 40 now. Right. Is, you know, it is what it is, but I, I like it. I mean, I – I went and saw their show last year in Tampa, and I had a I had a really good time. Like I, like I told you on Twitter. Where do you stand with um, Boxcar and Angels Airwaves and all the all kind of the spinoff Blink bands? Uh, I I love that stuff. I think that the first Angels and Airwaves album, um, the first two, um, We Don't Need a Whisper and I Empire. I think both of those albums were were really good. And then I think they were kind of beating a dead horse a little bit with kind of like the whole space rock deal they were doing. Uh, it was, right? It was space it literally, rock. Yeah, it is. That's what it's called, I guess. I mean, I looked up Angels and Airways just because I knew we were going to talk about it, and uh-huh. that's literally a, genre, a subgenre it's listed under. But oh, I didn't know that. Uh, right. Yeah, so uh, they kind of, you know, he really likes that stuff, and he's made it pretty clear, Tom, yep. that he kind of does what he wants. Sure. You know, and that was evident but uh boxcar boxcar was cool because i'm kind of into the more like the reason boxcar was created because tom he he said he had a lot of ideas that were almost kind of too dark for Mm -hmm. blink like too dark of a sound and i'm kind of i kind of like that stuff a lot too so it kind of just mixed both in and had that kind of pop punk uh, sound of course that you're going to get with yeah. with tom but yeah those are the, i didn't include any any boxcar angels and airways mm-hmm. songs just because i figured i would be riding a gray area there with the you know the same <laughs> no, same artist, it would, but, no it would have counted it would have been okay yeah, yeah i feel like too sometimes people people are like all i listen to is blink you know it, it, that's what they think you know they just right, think blink, right. blink and, and it's kind of like I don't know. It, it gives me too much of a mainstream vibe. Like I, I'm an I'm an all around guy. Like I listen to yeah. everything. You know. Um. What's a num What's a number two Blink song for you? What would be? 
another one that would come close to stay together for the kids? Oh, man. I really like Every Time I Look For You, which is kind of a um, – it's a song that Mark sings, and okay. it's on that same album. Yep. Um, that's a really good one. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just – man, it's just hard. Right. Okay. I, I don't really know, honestly. Like, something like – something probably off, like, Dude Ranch or something like that. I kind of like that old school kind of more – it's got more of like a – yeah. Like, which we'll talk about saves the day. It's got, like, more of an old-school pop punk. Like, they've, the thing with Blink is they developed, I feel like, or they evolved so fast from album to album. It's mm-hmm. like they kind of changed their sound um, every time, and I really like their, their sound to, to begin with. I uh, I got into Blink, but I was into Yellowfinger for a while, and uh, here in your room. And uh, I bought their disc and everything else. And then when Blink came out, I'm like, hey, these guys sound just like Yellowfinger. But it was that was another genre of music, kind of like a, you know, I guess a little bit like uh, Lagwagon is strung out, but lighter. You know what I mean? Much lighter, much more yeah. radio friendly. Exactly. It's, it's yeah. funny. The reason, the reason I started listening to Blink is because, I mean, it's literally like my first memory as a kid is racing. I mean, this is, comes back to Moto a little bit, but I won't, I won't stay there. Um, I racing the local Saturday night series at my local track. They'd always, I was racing in like 1999 and that's when Enema Enema of the state came out. Yep. Um, All the small things and all that stuff. And it would just always be playing out there on Saturday night. So that's like my, that's like what got me. Like as soon as I like got an iPod, like that was like, (laughs) that was it. I I said yellow finger. I think I meant yellow card. I, I should really. Yeah, I'm, I'm too hard. old. I'm, I'm too old. Yeah, but. it's fine. I didn't want to correct you. Um, yeah. Um, also, too. Now, don't don't laugh, but again, I, I've talked to you about this, but like Sammy Hagar and Eddie Van Halen got together, and it was so incredible. They had number one discs. Eddie was writing the music. Sammy was writing the lyrics, and they were so good. I lo- and, and you're gonna because it's not your type of music, and I get that. But here's the here's where it comes together. They just fought and couldn't get along and after four discs they were done and they had a little reunion tour that went to shit because eddie was heavily addicted to drugs but this goes back to blink like are you team mark or team tom or are you just sad that they can't stay together for the kids get it uh i'm i mean like i've read a lot of the stuff and a lot of the stuff will went down and it's uh-huh. basically it's just like you know, Mark doesn't have like he did the plus forty four thing when Tom did the Angels and Airways thing when they first broke up in like oh four oh five. Um, but uh, you know, Mark doesn't really have anything else going on, and and Tom's still doing the Angels and Airways thing or was when uh-huh. they were together. Um, you know, he was still doing that, and basically, he Tom was just kept pushing the blink stuff off. And, okay, and Mark. Mark's sitting here at 38 years old thinking he wants to get a few more tours in sure. before he calls it quits, you know? And, I, I, you know, I would be, like, time is of the essence, really. I mean, you don't have a voice forever, I feel right. like, and I'm not very familiar with how that works, but um, I, I totally I, I totally get that side of it. But um, at the same time, like, Tom, like, that, like, he's, like, the voice of my childhood almost. Like, that's who I feel yeah. like. I relate with so much stuff that, that he wrote and so many songs that he, um, you know, that he was like the main sound of. So it's kind of hard. It's like, you know, 
Well, I don't it's, know. It's, it's, but, you know, you know you, I just went to go see you too. Like picking a favorite yeah. sibling. Yeah. You know, I just went to go see you too. And there's four guys from Dublin have been the same four friends since uh, 1979. My other, one of my favorite bands, Tragically Hip, five guys that meant in outside of Toronto in a town in Kingston, Ontario, you know, since the mid eighties. And these guys just love the two bands that I also love. They love playing music. They love going on tours. And you're just like, really, Sammy and Eddie, you can't figure it out. You can't divide up the millions properly. And same same thing with Tom and Mark, right? I know exactly. <laughs> and I hate to be the guy that says it's like selfish, but like you know, because you know it's not like they owe us anything. But no, no, same, not at all. Like sucks, sucks. You know, <laughs> you can't it make it work, guys. Can't. You really can't make this work. It, to me, it, it, I guess it's like anything, but. To me, you've seen the same thing go down with other bands right. so many times. It's not like this is the first time this happened. Like I, everybody is conscious. They're all yes. people, obviously. Most of them, they're they're conscious of of the dangers of it, and somehow it still happens. Right. It's incredible. Right. It's incredible. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Uh, let's get into uh, number two jam. All right. Let's get right into this. Let's do it. Jody by Saves the Day, 1998, it came out. The golden years right there. <laughs> what uh, What about this song? I, I don't I don't have a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of backstory really on Saves the Day or, or, or anything like that. To uh-huh. be honest, it's just more it's just more the band sound. It kind of represents basically. I mean, that's like the core of. If I had to pick something that's like. People ask me what I listen to, and I had to tell them. Yeah. And they needed one band. I would tell them Saves the Day because it's like kind of everything that I listen to. I feel like kind of evolved from has kind of evolved from that kind of sound. Yeah. You know? Um. It's just like that. It's just kind of that old school, like just pop punk sound. You know, it's not like I don't know. It's just it's like you said in the beginning of the podcast. It's more just like an. It's more just like a feeling I yep. get. You know, it's something super catchy and just like they don't they don't give a shit. Let me ask you this. So you know, we know you. You know, your your Alan didn't. Your dad Alan didn't ride. You just got into Moto from watching McGrath. And how much of those early Terra Firmers and Moto Triple X and and everything else and uh, Krusty Demons videos influenced you? You think with music choices. I, I'm gonna be honest with you, Steve. 
I didn't watch a whole lot of those movies. Okay. I kind of, because I never, it's not like I grew up with those movies laying around in the house. Right. You know, everything that has come from motocross has kind of been organically for me, you know, so, um, yeah, I've, you know, I I asked for a motorcycle and I, you know, I, I watched like 1999 Supercross bar to bar, but like when it comes to that stuff, like I've rewatched them now these days. Yep. Um, I think, I think just kind of that, that whole, I don't know, I guess you wouldn't say, I'm kind of in between generations almost mm-hmm. a little bit when it comes to music. And I feel like I've kind of, um, I feel like I listen to a lot of the same music, like somebody like Cole Seeley, um, you know, we listen to the same type of stuff and he's yeah. like, you know, he's like 26, 27 years old and, yeah. you know, he like grew up almost in the nineties and I really didn't grow up in the nineties. No. I kind of had to go back and, and, and find all that stuff. But, um, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting that that those types of songs were, um, you know, were yeah. popular in motor movies and stuff like that. It was almost like it was just all meant to be. Like, I was just born a certain way. It, it really influenced me. I, I you know, I, growing up in Canada, we didn't get a lot of that, or I wasn't exposed to a lot of that. And then as soon as I got down to the U.S., it was... It was yellow card and it was strung out. It was lag wagon in these videos and, and all that. And I was got I got into it. I'm like, oh yeah, this is really good, and I still listen to it this day. But it was really the moto culture of 1996, 1997, 98. I went to a strung out shows. Um, I'm like, that's, yeah. that's where I got into it. Man. You know, so totally. So and it's like your whole. It made it's cool, you know, because it's like you kind of feel like. It's like a, a skater buying a pair of Vans and some skinny jeans. It's like your scene, you know, like yeah, that yeah. you feel <laughs> it, it becomes a part of you almost like that's your deal. Yeah. You know, and it makes you feel like you're, it also makes you feel like kind of like you're a part of something too. And not saying that's the reason why you got into it or no. anything, but like, you know, it, it yeah. just makes you feel like, you know, like that's your, that's your deal. Yep. And, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I was not aware of that, any of that stuff, but I saw Moto Triple X was around, and I saw all these McGrath and these guys listening to this type of music and watching these videos, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's me. I like that music. That's good. You know, so you're absolutely yeah. right. Um, totally. Uh, no, I, I, I picture, like, when I see a song like that, when I hear a song like Jody, I think of, like, McGrath on, yeah, a, <laughs> exactly. on, you know, on a Honda doing a whip at Castillo Ranch or wherever, Honda Land or wherever right. they used to ride. Yeah, you know? um, All right, let's get into song number three. Here we go. Let's do it. All all your songs so far start off slow, AC. They all start slow. Yeah, I don't know if I have... I'm going to see you.
That is uh, Promise by Matchbook Romance. I have to say, AC, that that Matchbook's Romance and one other band are the only, there was two bands I'd never heard of, and this was one of them. Really? But I like really? it. I like it. 2003. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just like that whole, it's still like that whole kind of theme, like that whole uh, little time period there. Yeah. And actually, funny backstory behind this song, there was this girl that was just, that we kind of had an on again, off again thing a little bit going for, I mean, I was, you know, it is what it is. I was like, right. 13 or so and um yeah and for some reason I, I i heard this song somewhere and it just really really struck home for me and yeah here we are yeah listening to it it's one of my one of my favorites it's just again it's not like i have a big backstory on the band or, no, yeah, or yeah. anything yeah. It's, it's just one of those things i think like and especially with a song like this it was like for me at the time a 13 year old kid trying to like really locked down this chick i felt like she wasn't that into me and i felt like it was like the end of the world you know and it's just funny like you listen to this song and you remember feeling that way and you feel stupid for <laughs> like it, it just takes you back you know yeah, it, yeah. it makes you like oh my god at one point this i was listening to this song and i was like super bummed out you know but uh perhaps you uh, uh you find that chick and show her your daytona supercross trophy from this year. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure she's. I'm sure she wants a piece now. I'm sure she wants a piece now. Um, are they still making discs? I don't even know. Are they still around? Do you still buy I, their stuff? No, I, I do not know. A lot of these fans have faded away because no, a lot of it's. They're not. It's actually coming back a little bit, like with the new stuff, like Neck Deep and uh huh, like stuff like All Time Low and stuff like that's pretty um getting. I mean, pretty mainstream. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of these fans. I mean, they can't. They can't really pack shows, you know. There's yeah. only like a couple of labels that that really put out this type of, uh, you know, put that, put out these types yeah. of records now. So it's uh, it's it's, it's really sad what music has become. It's really sad. Um, it's bad, man. It's just yeah, yeah. I mean, it just uh, yeah. I feel like a lot of just world problems just can be kind of pinpointed <laughs> to music as well too. Like when. You know when when Pitbull is playing on the radio yeah. every single day, yeah. like you just got to look around and you got to tell everybody to stop, and we just got to like reset. You or know, something. I have a theory you know? about it. I don't know if it's right, but I've thought about it. I'm with you. It's really sad, and let's just auto tune our voices and call it a day. Um, I, I I have a theory though, and I don't. Maybe I'm crazy, but like a guitar has six strings. And there's only, you know, there's, there's there's four things on the drum, four things to beat on on the drums, and there's five strings on a bass or six strings if, if you, sometimes. There's only so many chords you can play, and perhaps from the 1950s, you know, from Elvis to the 2000s, maybe everybody ran out of ideas. I don't know, because there are so many or only arrangements to do now when you see somebody like imagine dragons or or management come out you're like yeah they're doing something pretty unique and pretty different but for the most part right. i don't know that's my theory well also you have to you have to say a lot i mean let's face it a lot of people in this world are followers like yeah you're if you, they're gonna go where the money is um and you've seen that with a you've seen that with a lot of bands um i i think yeah i think it's just it, i i feel like I, you know what I don't understand? <laughs> what? The other day, the other day I was driving in the car and I'm, I've been listening to this song I, out in California. I hardly ever listen to the radio except when I'm in California because I don't have my Bluetooth. I got my old Chevy van out here, 
And I'm listening to this song, and it's like that, um, I know, it's some Rihanna song. Uh-huh. It's been playing on the radio literally for a year. Like every five minutes, it seems like it plays on the radio. And I'm like, what is wrong? Not what is wrong with the radio station. What is wrong with society? Yeah. Because the radio stations only, I know they're only playing what everybody wants to hear. And I just don't understand. Like, I just do not have any connection with the people that like that stuff. You know, yeah. it, it's so hard to relate. So I, I feel like I, I'd have to understand them before I understood um, what the issue yeah. is, but thankfully there are, uh, you know, there are bands, still really, yeah. really good bands out I, there that are able to make it and give and, us good music. And when you talk about rap, I think Drake is really talented. He seems like he has some a lot of different sounding songs, a lot of different yeah, cool yeah, yeah. rhymes. Yep. But then I see, I listen to some Kanye, and I'm like, I don't get it. I do not get it. Just because he calls no, himself a genius. All these, <laughs> I, who I really, re- who I really respect and think is cool is Jay Z. Yeah. He's one of my favorite rappers, and also, like, live, he's super good, and he sounds pretty damn near close to what he sounds like on his on his records. But, yeah, um, yeah a lot of the rapping stuff, it, I, I like some of it. Um, I listen to some of it, but, yeah, yeah a lot of it, a lot of it is, um, you know, I don't know. All right. Not for me. Song number four. Let's get into this. Here we go. It'll probably be the Eminem song. Nope, it's not. No, don't, but don't give it away. You already gave one away. Oh, yeah, it's a classic, bro. <laughs> I like these guys. These guys are good. Brand new. That no one ever knows by Brand New 2003. I feel like was that a single AC? I wanted. I, I feel like it was. I did I too. Like oh no, no no! It wasn't. It wasn't a single. It was. I mean, that might have been the first song they released um, of that album. But that album is like my favorite album of all time. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Deja into or yeah, Deja into two or like, something. Yeah. 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 Man, it's that's a really good one right there. That's like the, that to me, that song is like, what was it, 2003? Yep, 2003, yep. That's like, that's like speaking to the whole like rebellious punk rock, emo rock, like whole generation. Like they're, I mean, basically just telling them to chill out. Yep. Everybody else sucks and and we're (laughs) awesome. Like it's just like, I don't know, man. That song is a classic. That that's that's in the running too for my favorite song of all time. I I can listen. That's one of those songs I can listen to over and over and over again and, and not yeah. get sick of it. Yeah, I've got those too, man. No doubt. You're just and then if you were to like 
Like if someone were to ever put you in a in a darkened room and ask you to 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 name every little part, you'd be like, "Yep, that's the ending. That's the beginning. That's the chorus." Yeah. Like, oh, no problem. <laughs> yeah. No problem. No, I know. It's one of those songs like I, without a beat, I could sing right. every word. Yeah. You know, and uh, brand new, they have the like they have. They are veterans. They have, yeah, they're veterans. Yeah, but they have also they have also um, kind of what should I how should I say this? Um, looking for the word, hmm. not progress, evolved, evolved, like evolved yeah. yeah, so well. Like the guy, the main dude, is got such a good voice, and um, their songs are a little bit like lower tempo now. Like their last album was a little bit. Um, they actually had a really uh, the new album just came out, science fiction. That was like number one on the billboard 200 for for a minute there but uh yeah they're kind of slower now but they, they've just perfectly done like perfectly extended their careers and um yeah man that band that band is good i feel so sick because i have a couple brand new shirts and um <laughs> I, was, I was wearing some races this year on the plane i'd always get i'd always get like i i would see these kids walking towards me yeah like you know we're just passing each other in the airport you know and i i could tell like by their look that they were going to think my shirt was cool. <laughs> yeah. It was almost like I was playing a game with myself and oh. and 60 70% of the time I was right. I was getting I was getting the high fives. Oh nice, nice. All right, next song here. So, On playlist you know. or tunes or what I don't know what whatever we're calling this with Adam Cincerillo. Uh this is the newest. This is the newest newest song you have uh, on your list. Uh, Drown maybe. Oh, I missed. It. Comes in hot. That's Drown by Bring Me the Horizon. This is the other band, AC, that I'd never heard of, uh, along with Matchbook's Ro- yeah. Matchbook Romance. I'd never heard of these guys. I could have guessed that. I could have guessed that. Uh, yeah, this song's a little bit little bit on the darker side. Um, I feel I, I really started listening to a lot of this music, like, uh, kind of recently, honestly. I mean, this is kind of a newer song, but yep. um, I kind of got, um, I never really liked the, this isn't, this isn't like hardcore by any means. No. It's definitely, it's definitely softer than than, than hardcore stuff. But uh, yeah, like to me, this song kind of represents me. Like after kind of some of the injuries I had these past couple years, it was like I felt like I was. Everybody would always text me or or call me, and they'd say, you know, they'd say, you know, 
you know, get well soon. You know, we're, you know, you know, we know you can do it and, and yeah. all this stuff. And I'm like, you know, to, and from my aspect, this song represented it perfectly because it was like nobody really understands. Nobody understands. Like, it's not you. You know, I, I almost was mad at people for, like, even checking up on me. I don't know if that makes sense. but <laughs> It doesn't, um, but I get, okay, whatever, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean, no, it's just like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was just, it's one of those deals where it, the song just kind of represented that kind of time in my life. Right. Um, do, do you listen to this kind of stuff like going like you know there's no secret you've had a lot of shoulder issues surgeries that kind of stuff do you have headphones yeah. on when you do rehab and everything you know yeah totally totally I think this is more um, like there's some there's some way gnarlier stuff that uh, that I listen to as in like kind of uh, harder stuff than, than this um, you just <laughs> but yeah, but uh, just kidding. I, I, I could just picture you just so fucking mad, working away. <laughs> it, it hurts. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. And I think this kind of stuff. Like now, I listen to the song and I love it because I I remember like kind of what I mentioned earlier. Yeah, and it can be said for a lot of people listening to this podcast too. I mean, you listen to a song and you remember exactly yeah. like you know, what you liked about it, what, what feeling it gave you and what, you know, where you were at that time. And yeah. there's a reason why you like the song when you listen to it. And it's probably because it, you know, you feel like it relates to something, um, yeah. you know, something you were, yeah. you know, something you were going through. I felt like I was drowning, you know, and it just, yeah. that's, uh, that's what it, that's what no, it you're, like. you're absolutely right. I remember, uh, I was back when I was racing, my dad and I got in a big fight and he was telling me something about, um, I'm never going to win this title that I was going for. And there was a Van Halen song with, uh, some lyrics in it. And it, and when I hear this, when I hear those lyrics, especially when you have headphones on, don't you find when you have headphones on music's just so much better, right? Um, oh, hundred, you know, instead of just blasting it, but I can still picture these Van Halen lyrics and me getting so pissed at my dad for telling me that he didn't, that I didn't think he didn't think I could win. And, and it takes me back in a second, takes me back in a split second to that time. So. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy, and that's like to me that I mean, the right. music, music just has. I mean, it's basically you know they're words that 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 give you a feeling, mm -hmm. and the feeling can last so long time wise. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's hard to remember something somebody said, but it, it's almost music gives you kind of like an like a deeper feeling. So yeah. it just it seems like it can last a lifetime if it's you know, if you if you if it's strong enough. Absolutely. A fly racing racer X podcast presented by Alpine Stars with uh Adam Cincerillo going through some of his favorite tunes. Let's listen to this commercial now, please. Don't fast forward. You have to listen and then you'll hear the last five uh AC songs. Listen to this commercial from Michelin and Race Tech. Uh, use the code PulpMX seventeen to save at Race Tech and uh and we'll be right back after this commercial. Thanks to Fly Racing and Alpine Star Protects for coming on this podcast. Now here's some commercials from Race Tech and Michelin. Listen, all right? Thanks. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on RacerX. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PulpMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right, if, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. 
Also, too, Race Tech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Race Tech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Race Tech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Race Tech. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hit a motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting, always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet... You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows, they might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. And we're back. Fly Racing Racer X Podcast. Tunes with Adam Cincerillo. Tunes is uh, just... We'll be back. Just uh, we're just using that for now. We may change the name, everybody. But do you uh, think? Uh, do you think I've been too deep too far? Have I been too deep? Uh, um, no, no. I think um, I, no. I'm trying. Try, I'm just trying to be honest here. I, that's all we want. That's all we want in this. And again, you're the I inaugural version. Mind, but all right, I got a complex mind. <laughs> well, how old are you? Twenty one. Twenty, bro. You're twenty, okay. And think of the things that you've gone through in your life, where you were thirteen, fourteen, and you were going to take over the, the sport of motocross. Uh, now you, then you were going to retire and never uh, race again because <laughs> of all your injuries. And then, then at some point, you were an overrated bum who made too much money. Yeah. And now your people are happy for you again, <laughs> and you're twenty years old. <laughs> It's really it's a it's a nice roller coaster, man. It's a nice roller. Coaster. It really is. It's not exactly the um, plan, I think, for a lot of riders. But I don't uh, feel like anybody. I don't feel like it goes to plan. I feel like that for the people that it seems like everything's everything's like awesome and sick. I feel like they're kind of probably struggling in another aspect. Like it's it just life is just it's just gnarly sometimes, you know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It's just, it just happened. It's all good. All right. This next one, I'm just a little surprised at this pick uh, by you, to be honest, but uh, I like it's it. It's an M&M song. It's an M&M nope, song. I nope. Nope. That's still coming oh. up. 
still coming up. Quit blowing the surprise. All right, here we go. That's the Ataris, uh, so long Astoria in this diary. Big song. Why? Why? Uh, why are you surprised? Uh, because the Ataris is kind of light, light punk-ish. They're a little old yep. too. You know what I mean? They're older I than. I, got, um, I, I actually, uh, I actually know this song because I was on, I was in this movie. Uh, some of you may remember. Uh, called Gromageddon back in the day. Alpine Stars okay. um, actually made it. Uh, made the movie. I think I was I was maybe five or six years old, and I had a segment in there on the fifty um, with uh, my buddy Dalton Myers and, and a few other kids I grew up racing with in Florida. And that was actually the song that was in uh, your segment you know, or whatever. Our, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in our segment. And I remember that's that's even still to this day. I always get people coming up to me and said the first time they saw me or whatever was in. Um, was in Gromageddon, and uh-huh. uh, I remember I remember watching that that movie. I had it on DVD, and I lost the DVD, so I hadn't seen it in a while. But I always remembered I, I loved whatever song. I just couldn't couldn't remember <laughs> the name. Maybe four or five years ago, um, I, I for some reason I think I came across like the um, the movie or, or, or somehow where I found okay. the song, and I, I listened to that song again. And dude, I it literally almost brought tears to my eyes because it, it took me back to that exact like filming of that right. um, of that whole thing, and it's crazy. That's it's like I have these bits and pieces from when I was a kid, and that is like a is a big portion of it. And yeah, thanks to the guitarist, bro. It was uh, yeah, that was. Um, I mean, it's just that's a, funny. It's a really good. Memory. For me. And it's, a, it's a nice catchy song. It's a little. It is a little bit on the lighter side. If it didn't have like that personal meaning for me, it right. probably wouldn't be, uh, you know, so up there. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, talk about catchy. Gromageddon is catchy too. Good job on that, Gromageddon. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. Um, that's Malcolm I, McCaffrey right there, dude. I've never uh, heard of that, but uh, a funny thing for me to see the Ataris. Couple of things. For one, I lived in Astoria, Oregon, for a while. Um, and that's oh, where, really? Yeah, and that's where they're from, right? Or I think they're from there. I, I don't think, know why else. I think, I think so. 
I don't know why else they would say they, so or long. Somebody's from there. I don't know. I mean, why else would they name the band? Right. There? So I was from Astoria, or I've lived in Astoria for a couple of years when I worked for a guy named Ty Birdwell. He was from there. It's a beautiful town right on the uh, Columbia River in Oregon. And uh, I used to be live right by the beach and stuff. And it was a beautiful, beautiful town. Um, so Had that beach spot going. Oh, I did. Totally. So, so that's one thing. Number two, if someone were to do this with me, 10 favorite songs, one of my 10 for sure would be Boys of Summer by Don Henley. Love it. Yeah, uh, and the Ataris did a really good remake. Yes, they actually, remakes generally suck, but uh, Ataris did a yeah. really good job of that Boys of Summer song. So I uh, still hear it on K-Rock. Oh, do they really still play it on K-Rock? Yeah, they still play it. Um, they still play it. So I love that Boys of Summer song. That takes me back to being uh, 10, 9 years old and racing dirt bikes and riding dirt bikes and stuff. And oh, yeah. Always loved it. Awesome. And then so between the story and the remake, Atari's always have a soft spot in my heart, too. So um, I had yeah. to, I had, this yeah. is one of the ones I had. I have this disc. So, um, nice. All right. nice. I don't have a lot of DVD or, uh, or actual album, like hard albums left. Yeah, no, me neither, man. I, I found my whole. I have. I found my nylon zippered up CD holder the, for driving around in the other day. So, um, uh oh, yeah. Nice. I still have some PlayStation game playing around somewhere. So and, I'm sure I got some. And my truck, novels. my truck doesn't even have a CD player in it. Can't, does not came stock with no CD player. I can't believe it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't feel like that's. I don't. Actually, I just got a new truck not not too long ago. It's, it has one in there. It has so. one. Okay. Yeah, mine has a USB for a zip drive. You know, for it's music. That, it's <laughs> that Ridgeline, bro. Ridgeline. Ridgeline technology. That's a, um, that's a problem. Maybe check check the check the uh, what's in the back there? Not not. Oh, the, the trunk. The, the trunk. Yeah, yeah. Check, check. You know, drop the tailgate. Open the trunk. Uh-huh. Maybe the CD player. I hope it rains in the back of your truck and you have no trunk one day and you'll realize (laughs) and you will realize all right next song here we go let's go and you've been teasing this for a while long words i guess have you ever loved someone so much you giving on for not the expression no literally giving on for when they know that your heart and you know you are their armor and you will destroy anyone who would try to harm her but what happens when karma turns right around to bite you and everything you stand for turns on you to spite you what happens when you become the main source of a pain daddy look what i made dad's gotta go catch a plane daddy where's mommy i can't find mommy where is she i don't know go Play Haley, baby, your daddy's busy. Daddy's writing the song, the song ain't gonna write itself. I give you one underdog, and you gotta swing by yourself. Then turn right around in that song and tell her you love her. And put hands on a mother who's a spitting image of her. That Slim Shady, yeah, baby, Slim Shady's crazy. Shady made me, but tonight Shady's rock about baby. Huh. When I'm gone, just carry on, don't mourn, rejoice. Every time you hear the sound of my voice, just know that I'm looking down on you. Smiling and not it and feel a thing. So baby, don't feel no pain, just smile back. And when I'm gone, just carry on, don't mourn, rejoice. Every time you hear the sound of my voice, just know that I'm looking down on you, smiling and not it and feel a thing. So baby, don't feel no pain, just smile I back. I keep having this dream. I'm pushing Haley on the swing. She keeps screaming, she don't want me to sing. You're making mommy cry. Why? Why is mommy crying? Baby, daddy ain't leaving no more. Daddy, you're lying. You always say that, you always say this is the last time But you ain't leaving no more, daddy, you're mine She's piling boxes in front of the door, trying to block it Daddy, please, daddy, don't leave, daddy, no stopping Go 
in a pocket, pulls out a tiny necklace, lock it. It's got a picture. This'll keep you safe, Daddy. Take it. Alright, Eminem, uh when I'm gone, um I don't know which disc this is off of. I got it off his hits because I didn't own this I didn't one. Either. But uh, um, yeah. why this one? Are we ever going to see an artist as honest as Eminem ever again? Uh, probably pr- not. Probably I not. Mean, if, you no. the, if you listen to those lyrics, I mean, that is stuff that I probably would never tell anybody in my life. Yeah. But, and he just he throws it out there, and I, I really respect. He's one of my he's one of my favorite. Um, just the I guess just artists of all time. Like he's just. Like I just res- I respect the honesty, and he's just a genius lyrically when it comes to putting it together. And somehow, sometimes he doesn't even rhyme, and it still makes sense. Like he he can just kind of I feel like he can do whatever he wants. Like you hear stuff that doesn't even mm-hmm. doesn't even go together, and it just uh, yeah, he's just unique. Uh, I like that. Marshall Mathers disc was unbelievable when it came out in two thousand. It, it, it's unbelievable. Incredible. Yeah, incredible. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he's like, I think he's the best-selling uh, rap, hip-hop artist of all time. I, uh, think, I so. wouldn't doubt it. Um, I have uh, I have Not Afraid on my, like, workout mix on my bicycle or whatever. Yep. I love that song. Um, I always Good think song. RV came oh. out to it all the time, um, which doesn't, well, it makes me think of RV, which then makes me laugh without why I think of RV. But for some reason, that song in RV I come to, <laughs> comes to mind because he came out to it after, you know, um, every year for for 16 weeks or whatever, or one year for 16 weeks. Yeah, I guess, right? And, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then the 8 Mile, the 8 Mile soundtrack, the song yep. on the 8 Mile yep. soundtrack is phenomenal. So, Yeah, yourself? Uh, yes, that's uh, it. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's get into, yeah. let's get into the next one. Uh, this one's... Get on that one, everybody loves Eminem. Oh, yeah. Here we go. The Days of the Phoenix by AFI. Standards. AFI. That's a good one, and you know it. You have that one in your uh, library. I don't think I did. No, I don't think I did. That's terrible. Uh, AFI is good, though. Yeah, not not mad at AFI at all. Just a, just a solid band in general. And it's got, like, more of, like, a, it's kind of like a cross. It's, it's lighter, but it's kind of got that cross into more of, like, a rock. Like a, kind of like a pop punk. Like, yeah. More like a heavier rock i don't know but i don't know it's an interesting combo and they, they have a really good sound um this is just uh, one of those songs that uh, i there's some moto movie it's on mm-hmm. um, that i really like and i think it might have been 
Maybe like, did you ever watch Relish? Uh, I've seen most of those at some point. Relish sounds familiar, but who knows? Dear God, man, what is wrong with you? I just I, prepared. <laughs> no, I I get them all mixed up, dude. I I, I just I've seen it's them a all. Great but... song. AFI's, AFI's, AFI's good. good. Yeah, no, they're veterans, they're man. Not, sound is unique. There's not there's not a lot of bands that sound like that. I like that. Yep. No, for I, sure. I like that. I like that. Uh, all right, let's get into your next one, which I wholeheartedly approve of and was surprised uh, to see yeah, it. It's Foo Fighters. It's Foo Fighters. <laughs> I, I endorse this 100%, though. Uh, I figured you would. I, as I was typing it, I was like, yep, he's going <laughs> to agree. Foo Fighters, it, so good. It's iconic. It's an iconic song. Um, I, I feel like why? That sound is amazing. It's why do you sound. like? It? Okay. I, I feel like okay. So I obviously Dave Grohl, lead singer, previously Nirvana. Like I, he rebounded so well from that deal. <laughs> he did. Right? He really did. He became the dr- the drummer that stepped in front of the mic. You know. Yeah. It, it just. I think. I almost, or at least I maybe put this put this in my head when I listen to it, but I almost try to put myself in his shoes of like probably what he went through. Like that had to be pretty gnarly, yeah. You know, to to yep. go through all that stuff and yep. to think that this song this song is released two years after that happened, which, which for me it was probably a year after it really happened. And I just I the sound and everything it just like. It perfectly represents what I think he would feel during that time. Like, I don't right. know exactly like, yeah, the yeah. lyrics, or, but just, um, just the sound, man. It's just crazy. Doesn't he seem like a great dude in every interview you ever see? He really does. Yeah. He, he seems like such a cool guy. Like, um, yeah. This song for me, uh, have you ever heard the acoustic version, by the way? The real slow acoustic I version? Have. Oh. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Times Like These, also very good on the same disc. This song to me, and you talk about taking me back, this takes me back to 97 in Ty Birdwell's Box Fan. 
he spent seven grand on the stereo. And I used to get out after listening to this while driving across the country and my ears were ringing, just ringing. And I'm like, I don't think that's good. Really? I don't think that's good. But uh, that. oh, I love this song at the time. Still love it. Still great. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those timeless ones where like I'll stumble across it. Yeah. Like, every, every so often, like maybe every couple months or so, and I'll listen to it for like a week straight. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny. Yeah. It's funny, but uh, yeah, it's one of those. It's just one of those like it's almost like an iconic time, and like the whole Nirvana thing is so such like a. I don't know, it leaves such a legacy and I feel like this song just kinda like captivates that in a way. I'm not I'm not down on Nirvana, but I was not a Nirvana fan. I'm I'm they were good. Yeah. They were good. Yeah. I'm like, okay, they're good they or whatever. Good. But um I like Pearl Jam probably better and if you're gonna go back there and even Soundgarden. Um but then yeah, but then uh, and Foo Fighters came out and I thought the same thing as you. I'm like, what a talented guy. What a real talented dude, you know? So Yeah. No, totally. Totally. It was yeah. All right. Are you ready for your last tune? This is another surprise when you texted me this. Let's get right into All it. All right. I don't remember what it is yet. Let's go. Very solid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How could I forget? Smashing Pumpkins Rocket off Siamese Dream. One of the all-timers for sure. All-time yeah. discs. Um, but it's from 1993. So when did you discover this? I think I probably discovered this. Probably. I'm honestly probably as late as like 2008. Maybe. Yeah, really, huh? That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, really, I really didn't get into music too much until that time. Yep. You know, if you think about it, like growing up as a kid riding, like that's it. That's all you know. Yeah. You know, and you, it takes a while to branch out. But um, yeah, I was always a really big fan of like, it, you know, kind of when I got into music, obviously I got in kind of through Blink and yep. it kind of it grew from there. And, um, and, and Smashing Pumpkins was one of the first. Uh, you know, one of the other bands I started listening to originally, and uh, I just like 
I mean, obviously, everybody listens to a band for their sound. That's too general. But yeah. it, the sound is unique. You know, to me, there's a, there's a few bands out there. Like, it, they just don't do it for me. Like, it's just, you know, the, feel, the feeling I get or, or whatever it is. Uh, but for Smashing Pumpkins, it was just, I don't know. They just have a different way. I feel like it had a different way of kind of like writing songs, I guess you would say. Or Yeah, no, um, you're absolutely right. When, when this came out... This was like holy shit, wow! You know what I mean? It yeah, really like, was. We love this, and we don't know why. Right, right, right. It, it, it people lumped them into the grunge movement back in the day, but they were way, way different than that. Billy Corgan, um, you know, yeah, was way it, different. Um, now, do you like today and Disarm? Those are other two popular. Oh, of course. Okay. Disarm is Disarm is probably I. I really wanted a Smashing Pumpkin song in this yep. list, and this was. Uh, was definitely it, it was between this and this arm for sure um, but uh, yeah. yeah I mean I just think it's so it's to me it's so underrated how these like bands like Smashing Pumpkins like so just think of how many people have written songs and how many people have formed bands and recorded music and like to do it your own different way and to make it like mainstream almost you know where, where, yeah, where yeah. it's popular it, it makes you I mean, more than a living, you know, it makes you rich. And, and to kind of, I feel like they, I feel like people can appeal to uh, bands kind of doing it their own way. Mm-hmm. And if they do it their own way and other people happen to like it, like it just, it just magnifies it times a hundred. But there's a song yeah, called, just, uh, there's a song called, there's a song called Soma on, on Siamese dream. And it kicks in about two minutes in and it's phenomenal. I'm just like the first two minutes are just slow and, just you're like what is going yeah. on here and then it just comes in about 240 in and you're like that's so good so good um yeah. and melancholy yeah, and, it, and the infinite sadness you know uh it was a two disc one but you probably could combine all the great ones into just one you know but um i'm right. with you yeah. yeah no smashing pumpkins great band great band bro uh, I, I don't think a lot of kids my like my age or maybe just a little bit younger than me uh, this, i don't have a like even when I like tweet about this stuff, like I, I don't get a lot of activity knowingly. No, no, no. I knowingly like I just, you know, it's just, yeah. it's weird. Uh, I don't know. Well, maybe this tr- will help. Hey, try tweeting about Van Halen. I'm not getting a lot of love back. From oh, it. dude, you got so <laughs> much love for that stuff, dude. You have like all you you get. You have it's crazy because you have less obviously less followers. This well, let me just. Disclaimer: In their way, less followers oh, than me thank on you. Twitter. Thank you. Get more, you get more activity than me because you're more like engaging. You know, yes. I feel like yes. I don't know. Well, I, I you like um, you got to be careful. Too. I'm I'm unapproachable. I'm unapproachable. <laughs> uh, by the way, I I Wikipedia Ataris and um, they're from Indiana, so I have no idea where the Astoria came from. Um, two K Rock is the one who made Boys of Summer big. They didn't want that to be their second single, but K Rock started playing it. Yeah, and interesting, interesting side note there. K Rock. So when Angels and Airways released their their first album, like I mean, if you remember Tom, he, Tom was like, "This album is going to be bigger than Jesus." He said he was <laughs> later admitted that he was like high on painkillers or something. But um, yeah, the, the, this some this some his email or something got hacked. You know, everybody been waiting for this album, and K Rock played the adventure first which was like angels and airways first song and also okay the biggest song now but they k-rock was the one that made that big as well so that's interesting but uh, continue and the third fact so not from astoria 
Uh, K Rock made them made Boys of Summer be their second single. And third thing goes back to what we were talking about. AC um, after So Long Astoria um, hit, they sold seven hundred thousand copies, certified gold. Uh, after a number of personal, financial, and artistic differences, the lineup decided to respectfully and creative go a separate ways right after that disc. So, of course, you know, you're like, you're it's like, hey. amazing. <laughs> it really is. And guess what? They're, I, I'm almost positive they're back together now. Yeah. I don't know because I, I saw they were playing on my Bands in Town app, which you should get if you don't have, because you're old, you probably don't have it. Uh, but basically, they, they came to Orlando and they were playing a show. So, um, now that they probably they they obviously have missed their window of opportunity, <laughs> and they missed all the money they could have possibly made on writing another record. Right. Yeah. Now that they've hit rock bottom, they're probably scraping the bottom of the barrel at like some super little venue with like fifty people that show up. Now they want to get back together and relive you know relive the glory days. I just <laughs> I just don't get it, man. I, I know. I know. Money, yeah, man. It'll it'll rip people apart. It will. It will absolutely. It'll rip people apart in motocross too. We've seen it in motocross. It rips fat. Yeah, it's nuts. Now, uh, having said that, give me some money. Um, all right. Uh, <laughs> is there an eleventh song that that almost made the cut? Eleventh song that almost made the cut. Was man. it almost <laughs> anything that made the cut? Yeah, uh, I would have to say probably uh, Jimmy Eat World song. Oh yeah. Yeah. Probably the middle, you know, the song. Yep. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Very popular. That's just, like an, that's just yeah, it's very popular song, and also just like the, I don't know, just that's totally like I was maybe six or seven years old, and that's like, just like you feel like your brain is super soft and mushy when you're five and six <laughs> years old, and you're just absorbing everything, and like that beat is just like permanently instilled in my mind forever. Yeah. No, I hear so, you. Um, well, awesome, man. Thanks. This was fun. I think it went well. Yeah, it was. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I hope people, people like it. I just got to find someone, another motocrosser, people to. I can do this with Kiefer, but I want to talk about more, yeah. more riders and stuff. Like, do you think Bogle would just pick a bunch of Justin Lucas songs? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> you could do Bogle. I mean, he's obviously. He's obviously in tune with that world, and he's going to have a lot of, like, he's going to be able to talk about it a lot. I feel like with a lot of motocross guys, they don't even no. know what. So it's not, not, not bad on them. No. I'm just, yeah. music, it's just not their main interest. You know, there's. Shelter. A lot, a lot of people are sheltered. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're just, you know, it's just some people like to do kind of one thing, and that's it. So, I'd be like, so, uh, so, hey, Ryder X, why did you pick this music? And it'd just be like. Uh, uh, I don't know. But hey, I listened to it before San Diego, and I killed it, bro. Right, so that's like exactly it. it. Right, there's <laughs> everything yeah. would come back to racing. There'd be no other way to exactly. to, to do it. Oh, no, it all does. It all does. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. Nope. Absolutely. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon. Um, uh, thanks again. I hope everybody enjoyed it and something different and new from uh, Adam Cincerillo and uh, the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. 
Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home. And once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like being a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled fifth and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. Been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that air I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.